Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. Thanks for joining us for another episode here. We've got a quick episode for you this week. We've got the Kentucky Derby coming up on Saturday. So today we're joined by Connecticut native, former Miss Connecticut. You've heard her on the podcast before. She's the official horse racing expert of the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. That's Acacia Courtney. So we've got her on. She's going to fill us in on all things horse racing leading up to the Kentucky Derby. Let us know why Tis the Law is such a big favorite. Can anyone have a chance to beat Tis the Law? She tells us all that and more. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. This year, we, we've got a bit of a different schedule when it comes to the Triple Crown here with the Kentucky Derby coming in the middle as opposed to to kicking things off. How how do you think that's impacted, if at all? Well, it's definitely a a different year, which not just horse racing, every sport has a different schedule this year. Every sport has has had to adapt to things that have been going on. And I know that um, there have been many cries that there has to be an asterisk next to this year's Triple Crown, which I agree, yes. But that doesn't mean that it's still not a tremendous feat to – win or be a potential to have a triple crown. So I think it's my opinion that it's actually a little bit tougher this year to win the triple crown because the Belmont Stakes started in June and the series doesn't wrap up until now October with the Preakness being then. So it's Mm -hmm. over a longer period of time than it normally is. The way things are set up now, some of the later developing horses will have an opportunity for the Kentucky Derby or the Preakness who maybe they just weren't ready for the traditional Kentucky Derby in May. So I think it's actually a bit tougher. And I feel that we're really lucky to have a horse like Tis the Law this year. And I hope he goes all the way. And I think he can because it's been something exciting to kind of rally behind in a very unique year for sure. You you mentioned Tis the Law there, and that's where I want to jump to next. You've had the opportunity to see Tis the Law up close. Talk about the horse and what it's been able to do so far and how impressive it really has been. He has been. And I've always been a huge fan. I mean, I remember um, the day he debuted, I interviewed Barkley Tag in the winner's circle after his first race at Saratoga, which was a year ago um, in August. And uh, I remember being like floored by him that day and even Barkley Tag having, you know, some big, exciting thoughts about him and even thinking Kentucky Derby at that moment, which is really cool. And just the whole story behind it, Barkley is is such an easy person to root for. He does things the right way. The horse comes first. The owner, Sacatoga Stable, such good people, fun people. They uh, clearly had the best time with Funny Side and then getting to come back and get the Belmont and the Travers like they did this year. And I know that there have been a lot of questions looking for that kind of breakout big performance from Tis the Law. And I think we really saw that in the Travers, which was exciting. I still don't feel like they've reached the bottom with him. I still don't feel like they've gotten all the way to the edge, which is really cool. He hasn't really gotten a lot taller or bigger. You know, he hasn't really become this like big imposing physical specimen but he's like he's just so rock solid and everything he does he does with such ease and um and Barkley told me after the Travers he's like he's a feisty little guy but (laughs) I don't worry about the distance or anything with him that's awesome uh heading into this derby 
whenever you hear Bob Baffert horses involved, it's always ones that, that tend to jump out to you. Any thoughts on the, the Bob Baffert horses we'll see coming up in the Derby and if they have a shot to give Tis the Law a run for its money? You know, it's interesting. You can never write off a Bob Baffert horse. To me, Bob Baffert's biggest blockbuster horse next week is going to be Gamine in the Oaks. I'm really looking forward to her going head-to-head with Swiss Skydiver. She's, I, I would say, because I'm a big Tisla Law fan and even some of the other runners in the Derby, I would say if you're going to say what Bob Baffert horse has the best chance of winning, I would go Gamine as far mm-hmm. as his Derby horses. Um, I've had some questions about Authentic and some of his antics, his potential distance limitations. Um, Thousand Words has never really blown me away. I, I, I wasn't I wasn't impressed by him when I saw him in person in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. I haven't seen him since then, but um, he's got some questions to me. And again, you can, you can never write off a Bob Baffert horse, but to me, the runners that he has this year are not like a justifier in American mm-hmm. Pharaoh where they're a really big standout. And I see, absolutely, you know, you have to take a shot. You have to give that Kentucky Derby a try. But um, to me, they all have to take a big step forward to compete with Tis the Law. And maybe even a couple of the others. Outside of the, the Baffert horses there, are there any of the other horses outside of Tis the Law that you like? If someone's saying, eh, you know, it's not as fun to throw a few bucks on the favorite. If we wanted to go with someone outside of that, are, are there any horses in mind uh, for, for you? Yeah, I've been really impressed by Art Collector, and I think he's got a great story, um, his trainer Tommy Drury and what he's been able to do with him, and um, I I think it's been really exciting following him and his success, and, uh, you know, he's going to have to do battle with with Tis the Law as well, Um, but I, I think that he's probably like the other one, if you will, and he's, I think, a great example of a horse that's continued on that upward trajectory very honest, slow and steady, just moving in the right direction, just continuing to do everything right, which to me is the thing that's most important. You want a horse that's peaking at the right time. And obviously this year it's going to be a different time because it's September, but I, I'm, I'm in, intrigued by him. And um, they today's Monday when we're recording this, so they're drawing the post positions tomorrow on Tuesday. And I think that'll give us a little bit more idea too about who just maybe drawn in, in a good position to make some impact as well. You mentioned, you know, that, that it is going to be happening in September. Do you think there's any difference to running the Derby in a September time frame as opposed to doing it in its typical May, May frame? I'm very much uh, – the Kentucky Derby is still the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very disappointing that it had to be postponed. It's very disappointing that spectators won't be able to be there. Um, I covered the Belmont Stakes where we didn't, we didn't even have owners there. Like there was no, nobody um, there in the stands, you know, owners and some of the grooms and, and us TV people. That was literally it. Um, and it's, it, it does, it kind of takes the wind out of your sails a little bit. But at the end of the day, it's still the Belmont, the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness. I mean, these are huge, important races in the history of the sport. And think about how we've only had 13 Triple Crown runners in history. But so many other horses still go down in history because they've won one or a couple of those important races mm-hmm. or how that might set them up for the rest of their career. There's so much more to horse racing than just the Triple Crown, and we have to be able to adapt as far as history. Nothing this year is what we want it to be, um, but we're making the most of it. And, and I guarantee you, 
any owner that wins the Kentucky Derby this year, whether it's Sacatoga or whoever else, they're going to be just as happy to win the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for giving us a quick overview of, of this year's Derby. Really appreciate it. I, I, I think you're now uh, officially the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast uh, official horse racing expert. So, uh, I love it. I'm, I'm very proud. I'm very yeah. proud. Thank you. <laughs> thanks again for coming on. I really appreciate the time. Okay, sure. Thanks, Jared. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Cutler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.